Welcome to episode 359 of A Doctor A Day, A Doctor Who Podcast. My name is David, and I'm here for my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the final episode of The Invasion of Time. Okay. Key point being final. Um, so we pick up our story with the, uh, the TARDIS shifting and being thrown about as... Um, the doctor uh, moves to the console and back, and Rodan's been knocked out, and Leela comes in. Um, there, uh, there's our the images flash to um, negative. Um, what do I call that? Oh, super, not superimposed. Reverse image, the negative images of the of the film, and um, it's all very confusing. Le- uh, Doctor tells Leela to grab Rodan, and they exit the control room into another part of the TARDIS. The Castellan says to the to Stor that the Doctor is trapped now in the TARDIS until he disables the failsafe that he created. To fix the transduction barrier. The Doctor, Leela, and Rodan uh, has escaped into the other part of the TARDIS. The um, Santarans ask Castellan about entering the TARDIS. They think, well, if they can get in, they could, you know, may still be able to find the key. The Doctor and the others go on um, walking through farther and farther into the TARDIS and go through what do you call the storeroom 23A and they go down these steps and around and then into a hallway and then down these steps and around and into a hallway and then we made note that you know well it's the same scene and that's the same scene that they just had a good second ago but then Leela says to the doctor that we've been through here before so they have this discussion that they're they're going around in circles within their own TARDIS. So there's, um, we talk about that and then make another turn and end up into a garden area um, to rest. We see that Android and K9 are in the workshop. K9 is hooked up to a computer panel and he's busy working away. The Santarans are trying to get into the, the locked door um, into the rest of the TARDIS. The Castellan then tells them that the doctor looks like he has taken part of his failsafe control with him into the TARDIS so that no one can actually operate it. The doctor comes to, uh, to the workshop to check on K9 uh, and alarm sounds as um, the Santarans are able to break through the door so the doctor knows that they have visitors. Um, he comes to Rodan and says, um, hypnotizes her and then tells her to work with K9 to follow K9's instructions. And he gives her the key, the great key, and says, give it to K9 if he asks for it, give it to no one else. And they go off. Um, Satyrans are following, and they get through 
some some point in the hallways where they said, well, they can't detect any humanoid life forms anywhere, so they have no idea where to track them to. But Castellan says that um, he may know another way to trace them, and if he can find the power source of of the unit, then maybe he could turn that this blocking device off, and then they would be able to find them. The doctor. Um, gets to what Leela called the bathroom, which is the pool room, and uh, Barusa is there waiting for him. Barusa is leaving a, a paper left there, which is from dated 4-16-1921, I think it was, and he holds it out to the doctor as if, like, were you responsible for this? And the doctor says, I, I don't remember what the picture was on there, but uh, the doctor says, I had nothing to do with this, whatever event was in this depicted um and the doctor says to Barusa that it would be best if he didn't fall into the hands of the Fontanans because he knows of the Great Key he knows of the Rod of Rassilon and the Sash of Rassilon and how the Fontanans have made gene pool they're all clones and I guess the impression is if they captured Barusa, they might clone Barusa, and everyone would have the knowledge. Possibly. Uh, it was hard to tell what the threat really was, but they all they all are preparing to, to leave, and the Centaurans come in, and Andred fights with one of them, and nearly throws one into the pool, um, and they head down a hallway and then the doctor tells them all to pick a door and go in it. So they all pick a door, different doors. The doctor picks one on the other side of the hallway, but then they enter into the same room, which is the sick bay of the TARDIS. So they pull all of the little uh, curtains, draw all the curtains and the little alcoves and hide in them in different ways. The Santarans come through and um, pull the curtains back and they say run by and they don't see anyone in there but they don't look backwards to see if anyone's hiding against the wall of the little room and we see that Andred is just flattened himself against the wall and is partially hidden by the drawn curtain. The Santaran is uh, angered and just firing his weapon left and right as he's going through the doors or the doorways and Andred gets grazed by one of the blasts. Leela finds him and um, takes him and they meet up with the doctor. Leela uh, is directed to take uh, Andred and Barusa back to the workshop. Um, and the doctor is going ahead as he goes ahead to a deeper jungle area, like a gar another garden. Uh, one of the Santans follows, and the doctor makes different sounds to lead him on and trick him into stepping into the uh, open mouth of a huge Venus flytrap. <clears throat> so the doctor heads back. To his workshop. Stor tells uh, his other Santaran guard to go with Castellan to look for this power unit. He has other 
plans or other things to do. Doctor meets up with the others because Lula has not found her way back to her shop yet, so they all head back together. Castellan and Santaran find an, a hallway that seems to be an art gallery. There are various paintings on the wall, which they note in the info track, and a large statue of Venus de Milo. Castellan examines it and finds a hidden power button on the side of the Venus de Milo, presses it, and all of the art fades away, leaving, leaving an empty hallway with a switch casing on the wall, which the Castellan opens and takes out the, the switch. Santarin can now use his um, scanning device to see where the humanoids are, and there are three floors below them, so they know right where to go. The doctor goes back to the workshop, asks Rodan for the key, unhypnotizes her, asks her for the key. He goes over to pass the workbench. Everyone watches him go and retrieve this weapon, it turns out. It's his creation is a mythological creation called the T-Mat gun that will be able to blast this Santarin's um, Verusa is upset that the doctor even had it built. Um, Rodan says, oh, it's not possible. It's like, well, you built it with K-9 while you were under hypnosis. So it's possible. So the doctor says, well, what to power it with? The key. And the great key fits in it. And he says, this is why the key has been hidden so no one can make this weapon doctor is saying, well, this I could rule the universe. Verusa says, is that what you really want? And the doctor doesn't respond to him, but he, he says something about the past. Or, and the Santarin is entered, and he says, no, we're talking about the future doctor. And the doctor blasts him with the weapon, and the Santarin just disappears. The Santarin and the Castellan um, enter. Oh, sorry. Um, the, the, the Castellan was with the Santarin. Um, the doctor blasted the Santarin, and Leela threatens the Castellan. Um, she says, Shall I kill him? And the doctor stops her first and then says, Where can I find store? And um, he says, Okay, then you can kill him. So he. Castellan tells him that Storer is in the Panopticon. And, and he has Leela release him. Doctor makes it to the Panopticon out of the TARDIS and confronts Storer. And Storer has prepared a high-powered grenade that will destroy them all, the planet, the Time Lords, everyone. The Doctor shoots him with the weapon. Because he has the grenade, there's an extra flash and explosion, and the doctor is knocked out in the blast. The doctor is seen on the ground. The gun is not in view, but the key, great key, is on the floor. Back at the workshop, Lula hears footsteps coming, and so they all are on alert, and they're 
kind of waiting and watching by the door as the doctor he returns and he's surprised to see Barusa there Barusa calls him Excellency and Castellan bows to him and he's very surprised by all of this and Barusa's saying you not remember being president you not remember your um, confirmation or what he calls it the ceremonies is are you joking with me and Barusa says that wow he doesn't remember anything it is the wisdom of Rassilon that he's forgotten the um, Barusa takes the great sash from him they go back to the TARDIS and there's some fanfare and acclaim that the doctor had saved Gallifrey as they go to leave and the doctor goes to get in the TARDIS and grab, takes Leela by the arm and says, well, come on. She goes, no, I'm staying. So she says, well, what do you mean, why? And she just looks at Android and he says, oh, I see. And Android starts to say something. He says, I, I hope, like, I hope to make her happy, something. He never finishes. The doctor says, yeah, you, sh you should hope, or I'm sure you hope. Um, and so he says, come along, K-9, and K-9 says that he is staying to watch over the mistress. So the doctor goes to leave, and Leela says, I will miss you. And he closes the door. Through the closed door on the other side, he says, I will miss you too, Savage. Leela, um, well, the doctor scoots a box out from the other room, and then Leela is talking to K9, and she's, you know, will he, will he be lonely? And, um, K9 says, insufficient data, mistress. We see that the writing on the side of the box says, K9 Mark II, and the doctor smiles at the camera in the end. That's the end of Leela. As a traveler. As a traveler. As a traveling savage. Very good at killing. Yes, very good at a knife. <laughs> In fact, the doctor says to, after he says, you know, well, you hope, or he says, well, she'll take care of you, but she's very good at, she's excellent with the knife. He's too ended. Um... I have to say, though, the episode is pretty much all filler. Yes. Very which much. Which is very disappointing. Yes. Very much so. Um, but like I said, when they're going through the storeroom and then down the hallway and then down the stairs and through the storeroom, down the hallway, it's like, well, that was the same scene. I'm thinking, we're thinking the same thing to her, you know, each other here. We said, we've seen this before where they didn't intend us to know that they were the repeated scenes. In yeah. this case I think they did because they point out that we've been here before. Yeah. 
Doctor, you have us going in circles. Do you even know where you're going in your own TARDIS, essentially? Um, so that was a little bit of a different spin on the repeated scene. It's still filler. I was going to say, did it make that any better, though? It didn't make it any less uh, fillery. It didn't advance the story any. didn't really have anything to do with them getting away from the Santarans. Mm-mm. Um, so, no, it has no function. It was just a change on the use of the repeated scene. Yeah. Totally didn't need to be there at all, but it was kind of a, a different way to treat that. Um, and in, in that section, there are a couple of funny things uh, that we have come up. And Rodin says, well, look at you, look at paint. And Mavis says, what do you mean, excuse me? Um, take offense and we heard some whispers sing up, some redecorating. The doctor says, I'm a doctor, not a decorator. And I just wanted to say, Jim, I'm yeah. a doctor, not a decorator. Um, it's like, well, you could have fooled us because in many of the opening scenes of this season, he's had his, you know, painting smock on and stuff because he's been redecorating the TARDIS, so. Anyway. Uh, was at one point when he's walking, again, and more, more and more walking through the hallways and such. Um, one point of the doctor walking back is whistling the Colonel Bogey March, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. And starts to trip on his own scarf. That was a little humorous. In one of their repeated scenes as they come through, um, after they've realized it, uh, Leela stands on his scarf and says, Could you get off my scarf, please? Which um, she had done on accident, I think, in the. I think that's what they said. But there's some question because the. I think the production notes said that it was actually in the original script. Of so, what he says. Yeah. To get off my scarf. Which implies that it wasn't concocted in rehearsals. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like they, they just wanted to take the whole time to walk around other parts of the TARDIS that they only talk about. Mm-hmm. I think that was sort of the intention, was to take us on a tour, if you like. Yeah, but that's a terrible way to end the story, to end the, the episode like that. Well, it destroyed any uh, chance at suspense or anything like mm-hmm. that. One garden to the other gar- to the pool to the other garden, the jungle garden, and the ugly Venus well, flytrap. Yeah, the huge vi- um, death got nothing on Audrey two. Audrey two is much much better because she's supposed to be you know, she's the star of the little shop of horrors, but um, this one is terrible. Venus <laughs> flytrap. Yeah. And serve very little purpose. 
you know, it didn't have to. It was more filler. That was its yeah. only purpose. <clears throat> yeah, on the thin, trying to kill the Santarans that are after him. But, you know, why thin? Leela's good with a knife. We, we know that. She could just have her come up behind him while you have him distracted in the jungle if you must go in the jungle mm-hmm. and have her stab the back of his the vent in the back of his neck done um I do <laughs> um and then the gallery they get to the gallery and I'm thinking what in the world is this really what are we doing here Showing off that the doctor has an art collection, presumably from the, you know, from having met the originals. Yes. Or the the painters, I guess you could say. Yeah. At least I think that's what we're supposed to think. I guess, but they were just images because Castellan finds the uh, the button to switch it all off. So. Yeah. The big old. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. He just happens to find it. Yeah. Big old plaster, Venus de Milo. What was the purpose of the the deception with the Venus de Milo? I think it was so that to disguise whatever switch there was on the wall. But what was the purpose of disguising it? What's the big deal about this switch? It was masking. Right. Oh, what do you mean? Why would it need to be hidden? Well, normally I guess it wouldn't. So yeah, I, I don't know. The whole uh, yeah, the whole idea of the gallery is just kind of silly. Mm-hmm. You think he would put up some other defenses? Something. Um, An illusion was apparently the best defense. I guess. But to hide a switch that you didn't need to hide in the first place? Yeah, so how would he know to look on the side of a sculpture? Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's not like there's some hidden switch on the real one. I don't think. I, I don't think <laughs> I've heard that in the I've never heard of that. alien theorist um, conspiracy theories yet. I did recognize the Van Eyck painting though as the wedding portrait. Ah, that was like my first art history class. Went over that painting. I can't say it's great, but not a favorite, but I just remember it. Um, uh, and then there's the whole tea mat done. What about it? Well, that didn't bother me so much because you know it, it just seems like um, seems to follow really that all these items of Rassilon could be made put together to make something dangerous which is why they're not all together right you know, so them fitting together to make this very powerful weapon seems to, to fit to me, you know. So I wasn't bothered but that he made this and that he had Rodan help because it's probably within their culture, this, you know, myth that you could make this, this gun, this terrible weapon. You know, that's why 
Raslan and his wisdom, you know, separated the parts and why you, you know, the president is tasked with finding the key, but, you know, they never found the key, so they can't make this gun, or nobody knows how, you know. It, that was kind of a fun Gallifreyan myth of visit, I guess. I guess. I, I had some problems with it, but that's okay. Well, I'm glad. So, how did Rodan know how to build the gun? Oh, she didn't. I guess Canine figured it out? Or From she was assisting the doctor. The, um, she was canine. assisting Canine. And Canine had been hooked into the Matrix. So, Canine figured it out. But they're not worried about his knowing how to build that gun? Because they're really yeah. worried that the doctor knows how to build it, even though now he's forgotten, supposedly. Because right. Canine wasn't there when the blast happened. And Barusa apparently knows. Yeah. He but they're not worried about that. Just if the doctor knows. Yeah. However, it looks like the pieces are gone. I assume they got destroyed in the blast. Except the key. And the key is just super powerful, so it yeah. survives anything. Right. You know, it's the basic magic object. Yeah. So they, they're left with two pieces of the Rassilon and the trifecta, I guess. You know, so it's the, the great key and the sash. Right. Well, and the crown. The circlet, yeah. Or circlet. I don't know if they called that Rassilon's whatever. Oh, yeah. But that's the, the, what happened the with link the rod? to the Matrix. I think that was part of the well, gun. Well, it was part of the gun. And oh, I, think okay. it dis- I think it went away. Can't be sure. But, yeah. You know, maybe that we'll learn more of it and more of the Time Lord history as we go along. And then... So the doctor is now such a good hypnotist, he just has to tell Rodan that she's hypnotized? And yeah, she apparently. Is. Okay. I didn't miss something there. No. No, there was no spinny watch or The usual or, tropes of... No. Okay. Not even the snappy fingers. Just checking. I thought I'd miss something. No, I didn't see it either. Okay. Maybe he learned some more skills from Leon Chang. Hmm. Chang. Lee Sun Chang. Lee Sun Chang, yeah. Um. Not that I've ever liked the Santarans. You know, because they're Santarans. And you're not supposed to. But they were pretty odious this time yeah more so than usual yeah and ineffectual yeah um the makeup and the masks that they did for him were really bad terrible yeah um the first time a couple times we see them there's they are still just they do just like like a big mr potato head um without the good looking eyes you know just deep set little eyes but in this one, they put, like, blackened the, the 
the hole around the eyes and, and the mouth and kind of like they had with Davros where his mouth was kind of blackened his mm. lips were black yes yep um although I didn't think of it that way um and that just looked weird to me uh, it looked like it, it well it was unnecessary right and the way that the store they had the person who was the head Santarin mm-hmm. talking just really irked me because he was like moving his tongue and paper to be in the way of his lips, you know. Yeah. So you could see that over the collar of his, um, you know, of his uh, armor. But it seemed unnatural that he was tr- forcing his tongue up into. Yeah. Over his lips. I think they've done that before, though. So the... the It was more while he was waiting to talk, I think. Yeah. It's sort of a... Call it a nervous tick or something like that, if you want. Yeah. Could be, but I found that very annoying. Oh, no. I I find those sort of mannerisms annoying most of the time with the aliens. Yeah. I know they're doing it to make them seem alien. But there kind of has to be a reason for it. Yeah, but they look enough alien. Yeah. And they're an established alien creature. Plus, they've made the point, they said it in this one too, about them being cloned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why does it look so different from the other Santarans we've seen already? From Lynx and from Stahl. Yeah. That's always been my biggest problem with the Santarans. For being a clone, they aren't very clone-like. No, they've changed them too much. You know, whereas, yeah, they change the Daleks. They give them new little fun attachments to kill with and that type of thing. But they still are the same, you know, pepper pot shape, essentially. And, you know, they don't mess with that. Right. The the Cybermen improve themselves, but, you know, they're robot men. They, they could do that. You know, they could upgrade themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with them getting more mechanized. Right. But you've said every time we've seen them that they're clones <laughs> and yet you keep changing them. That just doesn't work for me. I know. <laughs> and and the first two looked very much alike. They looked more alike than this one, than mm. these do to, to the Did first they have the two. same actor playing all of them up until, like, this episode? Something's know. nagging at me that they did. That and that was l- part of the reason why. Links and Stoll. Or Stahl. Yeah. I think and were the two. Steyer, I think. Steyer. That's what I was trying to... That's the one I meant. Because we've only seen them twice, right? Well, in Suntarn Experiment, though, there were the two played by the same guy. Right. There was the The one. guy and then the guy on the view screen. There was Field Marshal Steyer. Sure. And then his he radioed into whoever it was. Someone on screen. Yes. But not you know in the live action. Um, but they had the same whispery type voice. Mm-hmm. Which we don't really have here. It's kind of a it's I think he voice. tried for it, but he wasn't doing it very well. No. Maybe that's where the the <laughs> no. Pushing his tongue came in. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. 
very trivial thing to to pick on. It's hard to find any good parts, really. Unfortunately, because I liked the whole story up until this point quite a lot. But I think that they needed to have some other resolution to all the political intrigue we've been subjected to mm -hmm. and you know brought along with. Yeah. in the whole five parts till now that you know we should I would have wanted to see some something to know what was going to happen next you know we know Cass, uh, the Chancellor Barusa takes the sash from the doctor and he doesn't remember being president so he's not going to be president which is kind of weird but uh, you know I'm willing to let that one go yeah Maybe he'll stay president and Chancellor Ruga's ruling instead. Contact him if he has a big question, you know. I don't know if they resolve that in later ones. They do. They do, okay. But I we won't thought. see it, I think, until the fifth doctor. Okay. I kind of had a glimmer that something happens with that. Um, but you think that... It's actually kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, anyway. Well, you would think that just be some some statement by Barusa would have tidied all that up. He could have said, taken it from him, and then before they left, as the doctor was, you know, saying he saved Gallifrey, and he he gets some cheers as he's walking to the TARDIS. That you know, uh, he could have said, "Oh, goodbye to Barusa," and he'd say something like, um, "Well, I, you know, we'll have to have another election," you know. New, call for new candidates uh, for presidency and you know Castellan's been put under house arrest something like that something. you know because he's obviously a traitor he worked with the Vardens and he was willing well he was willing to work with the Vardens he was actively working with the Santarans against Gallifrey yep. and the president I, I kind of wanted to know that Louise's little Castellan, I wanted to know if he was going to be punished, you know. <laughs> to tie up that, that political mm -hmm. um, theme that we had going through it, you know. Would have been simple to do. Could have taken out, you know, one hallway scene or two. One garden scene. Well, none that we didn't even talk about the fact that they all go in different doors and end up in the same room. Yeah. Really? I actually kind of liked that. Oh. <laughs> because it shows that the TARDIS isn't really bound by normal physics. Ah. Okay. Which is what you would expect if it's truly transcendental. Yeah. And the doctor knows that about it. And mm -hmm. the TARDIS knows the doctor. So, okay, I could, I could buy that. that. That makes a little bit more sense now. That it's, you know... Maybe it's shifting itself to assist the doctor. And that's and possibility, get them too. To, you know, transcend that normal, you know, each going into a separate room and ending up in the same. It's very almost uh, farcical. Like mm -hmm. you expect to see it in um, like Abbott and Costello movie or something like that. Yeah. I, I just liked it because it proves that the TARDIS is not normal space. Yeah. 
I can appreciate that a little bit more now. So, anyway. Anything else? Um, we should talk about Leela if we're done yeah. with the rest of the story. The only other bit. Okay, so, um, I guess that's it, except for our ending. Saying goodbye to Lula. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, it's kind of sad. I mean, I, f I felt myself for, like, kind of sad. When the doctor closes the door and says, I will miss you too, Savage. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and she asked Canine if he'll be lonely. That was kind of cute. Touching for the savage, the warrior, <laughs> to think, you know. But I, I... Well, they'd really gone out of their way in this episode in particular to uh, point out their affection for each other. Yeah, their trust and, and mm -hmm. uh, reliance on each other and faith in one another and that kind yep. of thing. And to show it to others as well. Um, yeah. But you can see, uh, knowing that part of the story now, if you think back, you can see little bits where you know, Andrew was helpful, maybe he didn't need to be. Or, oh, yeah, you know, no. And she was, you know. Knowing help, what you was know. happening. Yeah. I was watching for things like that, and yeah. you can definitely see. Yeah. Um, and last bit was other when you know he's injured and she helps him and you know she decides she wants to stay and she she seems to get get along well and and fit in well with the outer Gallifreyans, mm -hmm. which is another question we really not don't have answered because they were supposed to be still in the TARDIS. Yes, but there's obviously some passage of time. Yeah. So. So presumably they were removed. I'm sure when the TARDIS was stabilized. Yes. <laughs> that they were, that they exited. <laughs> um, and since Leela got lost when Doctor gave her those impossible directions in the last episode, we don't know exactly where she put them. No. <laughs> But it seems like, it, it almost seems like they could have um, become a surrogate tribe for her. Mm, mm -hmm. you know, she's been away from her people, her tribe that she grew up with and was, you know, all that she knew and traveling for some time, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's also um, kind of telling that Canine stays to look after her. Mm-hmm. You know. They had a real-life reason for it, but, uh, I don't know. It's still kind of nice. What is that? Canine's getting new motors. Oh. And so they wanted to refer to him as Canine Mark II, so mm -hmm. they kind of had to get rid of Mark One. Yeah. 
And are we surprised that the doctor has a box for another canine? No. No. Not really. It's still kind of fun to, to see that, you know. Mm-hmm. That Wheels uh, pushes his box out and he says that on him. So but that is still kind of funny. Not unexpected, but still fun. Um, trying to think of the others who have left. Well, um, Susan, first mm-hmm. one, and this was exactly her, um, her reason. She she stayed because um, she fell for uh, David. Yep. Or he was the activist uh, that was they were gonna rebuild after the Daleks. Um, so he left. So well, Ian and Barbara just wanted to get back to their lives. Dodo, we don't really know a reason. She just stayed. Yeah, she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Um, and probably Jamie or Zoe. I don't remember how they... Jamie and Zoe? Yeah. How they she, get she um, returned to the point in time from which they came. Oh, that's right. At the end of uh, the War Machines. War Machines? War Games. War Games. When the Doctor has to regenerate. War Games. That's right. They get returned. Yeah, that's part of the the way the Time Lords were trying to fix things when they punished the Doctor. So, of course, um, this seems to be a... So this is the third time, actually, this has uh, happened this way because Joe left for love as well. Mm-hmm. And now Rita. Of course, we didn't say Sarah Jane, but Sarah Jane didn't leave for that reason. The doctor told her she kind of had to go because he had to go back to Gallifrey and couldn't take her. Yeah, that's what he said. And yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Which still doesn't make any sense to me. No, but not because he's, now that he's brought Rita here. I still think it's that still he, really the voice is what told him not to bring anybody. But What's that? Wasn't he, didn't he get a call? Yeah, he got some transmission from Gallifrey. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what told him not to bring anyone. Whereas in this case, he didn't get the call from Gallifrey, but he was working on a plan. Yeah, working angle. (laughs) He had a plan, and uh, nobody told her, told him not to bring her. So I guess that's the best explanation we're going to get to that. Yeah. So I think that's it. Yep. I know you're happy. Not because she's gone, and not because this this is over necessarily. Just that no, we're, no, we're it two the pretty much is. we're two my favorites of Doctor Who that I have watched on Teen Bay in times on videotape through my later high school years and then the early junior college. So I know them very very well. <laughs> But I enjoyed them a lot. So, yes, they're my favorites, and I'm happy. I'm like Ruprecht. 
and he's excited about going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Key to time, key to time, key to time. I do not have a patch over an eye and a cork on the end of my on my pen. No, but I but might have to I invest feel. in one. Maybe. All right. You all have been warned. <laughs> I won't even have to watch like it probably take now. <laughs> Maybe I'll just watch the info track. Yeah, really. Because I already know the story. All right. Well, I guess that's what we'll be doing on Monday. Part one of the Rebus operation. So join us then, and thank you for listening.